Are you doing an intro? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I got that from Joe Budden, man. <laughs> I listen to so much of this podcast. Like, I really had to realize I've been digesting too much Joe Budden mm, in my life. You got too, too much. much. You got too much Joe Button inside you. I did. <laughs> I would say pause, but it's not really a pause moment. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, man. Like this nigga, them niggas got two podcasts now. That shit, they get me through work. It's crazy. What? Here we are. Welcome to episode three of the Nameless Music Podcast. Uh, as you can tell, I am not uh, triples. Triples <laughs> is uh, taking a sick day right now. Um, How niggas take a sick day from podcasting? <laughs> I mean, if you can't talk, can't really, can't really podcast. Right. So, I mean, right. we're hoping she feels better. I'm sure she's uh, in bed right now, getting some rest and drinking some uh, trill tea, trying to get her spirits back up. So, we'll hopefully, she's drinking a hot toddy. Hey, there you go. Oh my God, I did it too. Shit. <laughs> now it's rubbing off on me, but uh, right. we're, we got a lot of a lot of good stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking about uh, compilation albums, label albums. Um, we're going to actually get to Astro World, which is an album we I don't want to say we forgot about, but we just never really talked about. Right, right. We didn't give it its proper justice for the podcast, yes. so now is a a good time as any while the music streets is kind of quiet this week to talk yes, about Astro World. Yes. We're going to discuss two other albums that came out over the weekend. But as always, uh, we're going to go to our resident bar expert and she's going <laughs> to give us some bars. And I'm going to, I'm by myself right now. So I'm probably. I doing... know. So now you got to hold it down, Sniffles. Like you really got to hold it down. And I'm going to do something. Kind of easy, but I hope you get it. And shout out to everybody who follows the Mixed Up Review on Instagram. Um, you can definitely check out some bars on the Instagram for the Mixed Up Review. Um, but let's get into the one that Marcus has to guess. So usually rock the Prada, sometimes Gabbana, stick to you for your cream and your riches. Zaza Gabor, Demi Moore, Prince Diane, and all them rich bitches. Puff Daddy pumped the Hummer for the summer. I follow in the E class with the goggles. 96 models, back click on a stroll. Anything. Should I keep going? I think Should it's I the fact going? that you said it was easy. It's what's killing me. I feel like there are people listening right <laughs> now. Nothing make a woman feel better than a Berettas and Amarettas. Butter leathers and mad shutters, chilling in the bins with my meat ghost, trying to stick a nigga for his pesos. If you say so, then I'm the same chick that you want to get with. Oh, come on, sniffles. You should have got it, and nothing makes a woman feel better than berettas and amarettas. I'm I'm gonna tell you, yes, that's that's Lil' Kim, right? Yes, Lil' Kim, come on. See, this is, this is where I get, get tripped up. I know. Like, trying, to, trying to come up with the sauce. See, this is why I needed triples here, because she would have got that one easy. Like. Nah, that's right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I give it to you, man. And damn, that was kind of easy, because I said Puff's daddy. It's uh, no time. Yeah, I did hear that. I was like, yeah. Man. Yep, yep. And I, and I did that specifically um, because yesterday was the anniversary for the album Hardcore. So, um, and that I came out know. in 96. Yeah, that came out in 96. So, what is that? Um, I don't know, maybe 10, I mean, not 10, shit, 20. Yeah, about 22. 22 years, years. yeah, 22 years old now, so it's crazy. Um, But yeah, that's one of my favorite all-time projects, hip-hop projects from a woman. And then, so fortunately, Sniffles didn't get the name, but at least you got the person right. Um, But again, (laughs) right, man, Sniffles, Tribbles. Triples need you, Sniffles. She's gonna she's gonna flame me up for this one. I can already tell. Yeah, she's gonna, she's definitely. Not gonna like that one. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all right. Triples, Sniffles need you. Just know that. Um, and then, all right. So check again. The mixed up review has the actual bars for this one. But I love this track. Another anniversary album bursary for this artist. Um, this one should be super easy. Um, but for the audience, I'm gonna give. I see. I said jealousy. I said. Got the whole industry mad at me, I said. Then B, I said. 
design yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Why couldn't why couldn't I get that one? Because I know that one. You know, because that's that just that was just too easy. That was that just too was, easy. That one was easy. I could have got I could I would have crushed that one. I'd have, I probably would have gave should. the whole thing. Yo, everybody, right, exactly. Everybody should. But now nah, shout out to everybody who follows the mix up review um on Instagram. Like I said, you you guess the lyrics, you guess the you know, the artist and the song, you get some cash. I think we up to about fourteen dollars this week because me and triples oh, yeah. are matching two dollars every week. So um yeah no shout out to to everybody following the mix up and just guessing these bars for sure easy money easy money easy but uh money. we're gonna go into these music reviews that's what everybody pays pays to hear so right we got three we either have city girls new single twerk yeah yeah oh man see this is why triples needs to be here because mm. we gotta we gotta get into that record like mm. definitely we, gotta get we into that record. To. Uh, okay. We have a an album from Chicago's own Cupcake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cupcake. Shout out to Chicago. Yeah, Eden. And then we have Ninth Wonder, Jamala is the squad. So we're going to start. Jamla. With... Jamla is the squad. Jamla? Okay. Yeah. So they're in the record. No, it's not good. Let's, let's, let's go with the uh, City Which Girls. Which one start with first? Let's start right. with City Girls. Um, how, did, how did you feel about it? So when I first, okay, so let me just caveat this with saying I'm not like a city girl stan like Triples is. Like I'm kind of like just now getting on to them and like filling out their flow whatever and um, accepting it for what it is. And so since I've accepted them for who they are, I fucked with twerk. Like that definitely when I first heard it, I was like, okay, uh, this is it. This is, this is the single that I think that they trying to work while JT gets out of prison. But, you know, I thought it was a pretty good song. I mean, I, I know Tribbles wasn't too fond of it, but I definitely really? think it was. Yeah, which was shocking to me. And that's why I wish it was here so we can get into it. But, um, you know, I feel like, so, but, and I've heard the other comments on online that kind of echoed her uh, sentiments about the project or the song feeling a little bit forced and, you know, sounding like they're trying to actually get on the radio, which I get, but, yeah, totally. you know. But I feel like their whole persona is, you know, twerk and just club, strip club bangers. So, I don't know. I liked it. I mean, for a group out of Miami, like, I feel like this is a good... I feel like if this song is going off in Miami, like, at least in clubs and stuff like that, even in other areas, like, I feel yeah. like a lot of people would like to get down to this song. Like, this is a... It's a pretty... It's a good... I don't want to say it's like a dance record, but, I mean, it's a song that people are going to get out there and dance to. It's, right, exactly. And I think I like it because I just like the sample from Chopper Style. I yeah, mean, I was very, like, yo. It's very recognizable. As soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, okay. Exactly. Exactly. And, I, you know, I love the sample. So, shit. Anytime you could take a project or a song and flip it and make it something new and re-energize it, like, I'm a huge fan of it. So, shout out to the Sue Girls. Um, definitely. I'm looking forward to the next project, the full project when JT gets out of jail. Um, yeah. I mean, but, I, I, I mean, it's it's not as it's not as hard as like you know where the bag at. Like that's all. That's a hard ass song, but this yeah. is a good. This is a good follow up. Yeah. yeah, you know, I feel like sometimes, especially when like you getting that buzz that they got from like Drake, um, it can be kind of hard to follow up with like a decent single without trying too hard. And even though like mm -hmm. Tribbles and a couple other people I know were saying it sounded like they were trying too hard, it still felt like it still felt genuine to the sound to yeah. me. Like I really, I don't know, I didn't see the disconnect, but you know, it is music is subjective, so it is what it is. But is yeah. True. I feel like anybody can listen to that song of like, okay, listen. I'm doing this. Like, it's, just, it's just a cool little mm -hmm. club song, you know? Okay, because I heard it on Friday. I was at work at my desk, like, twerking mm -hmm. huh, mm -hmm. in a chair. Hey. It, was, it was a rap. Hey. So, yeah, now nah, I'm a fan. So, I, I'll be interested to know if anybody on the podcast is listening who didn't like it. Definitely want to know why you didn't like it. Because um, that song definitely goes hard to me. Definitely, so. yeah. And I'm uh, not even a City Girls fan like that. Like, that's crazy. It's a solid track. It's a solid album. So I, I will give them that. Yeah. So the next thing we're going to go to is an album that I feel like 
I put you on to. Because ah, you really ah, you better say credit. You really were trying to feel it. You were feeling it. Like in the in the group chat. We, I, I asked Let's like, say, has anybody group heard chat? Yeah, no. I all right. So the next so the next album um that I was this is like six nine to me. Like I was not really rocking with it at first. Cupcake. When I first heard her, I was like, all right, cool. She's from Chicago. So you know I had to, you know, I had to give her a spin or two, but the I mean, I wasn't impressed. Like, I know we talked about Cupcake on the podcast before, and it was kind of like, a, oh, you got to check her out. But, I mean, I wasn't impressed when I first heard her. Mm-hmm. But Eden, though, mm. I was a little impressed. I ain't going to lie. Just I was not expecting it. What it was for me was that I was surprised by the content, because I know that Cupcake is known for, like, super raunchy lyrics. Like, yes. you know, like, she, you know, she just... Chicago version of Lil' Kim or Cardi B or whatever, just kind of that around the way who a retro girl as we talk about city girls, right? Um, just kind of, she's in that lane, so I was, I don't know. I wasn't really rocking with her, but this project she actually had a little bit of substance and she was flexing her lyrical skills a little bit, so I could appreciate that. Um, I'll first listen, I'm not gonna lie, like I wasn't necessarily too fond of the beats and the production like i feel like it was some disconnect like they sound like youtube beats a little bit um mm. i don't know how you feel how did you feel about the the beats of the project uh they weren't great i didn't think they really stood out i guess sonically nothing really jumped off of the the track for me nothing really slapped really hard uh i think she's obviously a, a solid rapper rapper she's talented um mm-hmm. i know why i've listened to like her projects before and i didn't i'm not going to sit here and act like i'm like uh an aficionado kind of what she talks right. about yeah but i mean on her previous uh projects she seemed to be um just doing the whole you know nasty raunchy you know raps or whatever and that's fine i'm, I'm cool with that but on this she actually tried to show a little bit of growth show some development um, did some like relationship songs, some uh, right. songs about mental health and stuff like that. But she still kept it, you know, raunchy on a lot of the songs. So she's trying to find, I guess, find that balance. But for for someone like her, I, I'm, from what I understand, she's a, a completely like 100% independent artist. Like she has yeah. no type of backing. She has, you know, no, you know, I don't want to say she doesn't have any connections, but she doesn't have a label to say well, to like, hey, you should rap with this producer. Right. You should get on a you know feature with this artist or or whatever. Because I feel like she's a good rapper, but the like you said, the production isn't great. And the worst, the my only complaint with her is her choruses and her hooks. They're just Man. super. They're super repetitive and kind of remedial. Just like that's right. the, like that's, that's the best. <laughs> Why can't over. rappers? Why can't rappers make good hooks? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a rapper who actually makes a good hook. Like, they're all bad. Nicki Minaj makes bad hooks. Uh, Remy Ma makes terrible hooks. Like, just in general, female rappers struggle with making a nice, solid hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so that was, yeah, that was, my, that was my thing was that the hooks wasn't the greatest. I couldn't even recognize the hook when I did hear it. Like, it was just kind of in and out of like listening for it i couldn't really like catch it all the way and then i'll go back to like oh okay this is a hook like i think the song the one the song that i did like prenup was the only song that i was like yo the beat and the lyrics make sense and i rock with it i fuck with it i I feel like as we talk about her being independent i think she talks a little bit about this on her um her album as well like sometimes you need that label backing just to you know, just sometimes, like I'm not pro label or nothing like that, but just sometimes like having a label to back you with the resources that you need to put out a quality project makes a big difference. Like to me, she reminds me of Cardi B in the aspect of like, yeah, she's cool without the label, but I could see her like getting better. You know what I'm saying? With a label as far as like her beat selection, her song selection, that kind of thing. Cause I think this is her fourth album. So it's, this point i'm kind of with four albums in i'm kind of expecting a little bit more than you know 
mediocre beats. But I guess that's kind of what you get with an independent artist who's just trying to come up. And this is no shot and no shade to her because, like I said, I'm going to try to figure out because she's from Chicago anyway. But, I mean, the music is the music. And, you know, that kind of... Hopefully, hopefully uh, a major artist will be able to kind of, you know, reach down and give her some props or maybe, you know, play her song yeah. on Instagram story or something. like. Because I, I think she's, she's super talented. Like, but like you said, she's an independent artist, so she's only her resources are you know so limited. She can't just go out and buy whatever you know Metro Boom and beat she wants. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like she's got to be. No, that's real. You got to. She's. I don't want to say she's rapping on a budget like she's poor or something like that, but I mean she kind of she she ain't got label money, so yeah, you work with what you got. Um, but I and guess she's young the, too. Yeah, like, she was young. born in ninety. Right, she was born in ninety seven, so she's super young. She's just what twenty twenty one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but she's she's yeah. put in the, she's put in the grind like she's been out here. Yeah, that's you can true. Tell she's she's getting better, but uh, I'd say the the three songs that kind of stood out for me are like uh, Garfield, Typo, and Fabric. But uh, okay, all those songs are straight. Um, I don't think you're gonna hear any of them on the radio. Um, just nah, maybe the, uh, prenup. Like I, you, so you didn't rock with the, the track prenup where she was talking about. I, I think mean, the, the look was pretty catchy. I think that was sound sound good live. Like that sounds yeah. like a good live track. So. I was I, I again. That was one of the songs where I feel like I like the beat. You know what I'm saying with the the lyrics. Like it made sense. And the thing that I do appreciate about her, the content of her album is that the stuff she was saying was it made sense like she wasn't just saying stuff to make stuff like even when she was talking about the label like the way that she made the bars for her talking about how she wasn't a label talking about she, label trying to give her advance but she too advanced like it was you know like it was some bars like that where it caught me and i was like oh okay like she got she got some skills it's just i think just she just needs a little bit more artist development um mm -hmm. and you know, it's okay to, to get some help and not necessarily be signed to a major label. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's a little balance of both. But I want to see her win. I'm happy to see that there's so many, like, up-and-coming new female rappers who are, like, at least getting some attention. I, I think we we have an information age, like, the internet to thank for that. Because I don't know, like, back in the early 2000s, if this would even be a conversation. So, yeah, you know. Uh, I know... Tribbles has been saying this for a while, but 2018 is a year for female rappers. Like if you go I back think and it is. look at all the albums that have been released by female rappers and uh, songs and features, you're going to be like, wow, all that happened in one year. This is going to be a, I think this could be like a historical year where people look back and they're, they're like, you know, when a, mm -hmm. when a female rapper wins a, a Grammy for best hip hop album or best hip hop song like five years from now, We'll probably come back and look at 2018 as that, like, all right, this was the push to get, you know, the female rapper's voice out there and really push them. So I think that 2018 is going to be a big year, and I think it's going right. to be like the beginning of something special. So hopefully that can that can keep going. Um, yeah, man, it, it's it will be nice to get more big, you know, female rappers in the conversation outside of even just like Cardi B and Nicki. Like the fact that those two are still surviving in the industry together, I think mm -hmm. speaks volumes to where we're going with the progression of hip hop and, and women in, in the hip hop industry. But it would be nice to be able to add like Saweetie to that list and Cupcake, you know, and just kind of some of the other Rhapsody but I know Rhapsody is never going to be the kind of rapper that's going to get the shine just because the nature of how the game works. But it would be nice for those women to start getting that major like platform and stuff like that. So I'm interested. I'm I'm as much as I talk stuff about like City Girls and you know Cupcake and kind of like the raunchy era of women, you know, it, it's kind of where hip-hop is with the female rap and it's like it's always been that way for the mainstream female rap yeah, I mean, so. it's that's that's my that's what i like about uh rap music is uh how different it can be and still fall into the same uh genre because you have your city girls and then you have someone like rapsy right i mean they're they're both you know city girls rapsy they're both still rap acts but they're two totally different types of rap and that's Personally, that's my favorite thing about rap is that 
you can have, you know, city girls making club, twerk, uh, music about scamming, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> and then you have Rapsy doing the more lyrical, miracle, uh, uplifting and, um, you know, bar focused music. And it's, it's all under the same umbrella. We're all, it's all part of the same culture. So a lot of, right. a lot of, I don't think any genre of music has it like that. Like they don't have, you know, Takashi 6ix9ine and a Jay-Z. You know, right. A little, a little Uzi Vert and Nas. Like, right. They don't no, have I don't that, think that. so. A, it's, a, it's a wide range when, when we're talking about a, a rap music. But I, I, th- I feel like with, and I know this is kind of like derailing, so I'm, I'm not going to go too far into it, but I, I do feel like rap music and hip hop has kind of blurred the lines, not kind of, but it has blurred the lines of pop. So it allows itself to expand sounds. Like I don't think that six nine or you know Lil Pump or whatever like that type of sound would have survived if hip hop stayed the underground genre that it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think the culture would have embraced that kind of rap. But now, but it's progressed into a popular you know, genre, like the most popular genre we have today. So it's lent itself to be able to explore different sounds. I don't know if I necessarily like the fact that those artists are called hip hop, but hey, it is what (laughs) it is. It is what it is. And, you know, as a, you know, old school hip hop person, like, I know hip hop purist, I'm definitely a hip hop snob, like by all means, for sure. But I have to understand that it has progressed and I have to just accept that there's more sounds in, in the genre and, you know, people like you appreciate it. So it, it works. Obviously it works. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. This, the branches are, are spreading out and they're, they're, especially in the age of the internet, like they, it can just reach way oh, more people yeah. than, than before. So I think Absolutely. that also helps. It so, does. Another album we're going to talk about, your boy Ninth Wonder. Now, you said you listened to this album. I did. I did. I, made I, I did not make it all the way through this album. This album is an hour and twenty six minutes hour long. Hour and a half long. Okay, I'm so sorry. let's just address the facts I, I can't. that we have. All these albums are either super short or just dumb long, like. Just stupid long, and I and when I when I saw the project, I mean, I saw the track list on Friday, and I saw that it was an hour and a half. I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get through this." Especially when I heard like the first couple songs, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get through listening to this like in one setting." Like, I'm gonna have to break this up. So that's what I did. I took that approach. I just broke it up between two days. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I played the songs that I recognized the artist first. <laughs> I feel like we kind of talked about that a little bit in the group chat. Like, I just played the songs for the people who I was that's like, all, I think I know y'all. That's that's literally all I did. I was like, I know J. Cole, I know Rhapsody, I know Big Crit, I know Bust Rhymes, I know J.I.B. Right. Let me listen to those, all this other stuff. Nah, bro. <laughs> it's not good. And it was, the crazy thing about it is that it was the follow-up. So, um, honestly, I don't remember the first album from Jamla because it's a, it's a label album, so I, I really don't remember at all. Um, but it was, here's how I feel about it. It was good for the, for ninth. That's how I feel. I like, I feel like it was good to showcase that. All right. He's still dope. He still got his producer. Like, you know, he, he's still, he's still the man when it comes to the beats, but I don't know how strong the artists are on Jamler records to be able to, to make an hour and a half long (laughs) compilation album. Yeah, Um, this ain't it. Same, it sorry, it like, wasn't. It wasn't. You gotta shorten this up, bro. Like you gotta shorten this up, like by at least thirty minutes. If you, what? especially if you got artists that a lot like the mainstream. I understand Ninth Wonder doesn't really make music for you know mainstream and and radio hits. He's not chasing that, and I and I respect that because he could easily do it and make way more money and get way more uh, notoriety. But he's respected in in the culture. So I mean. That's probably more important than any, yeah. anything money can buy. But if you're trying to get people to listen to your projects, especially in 2018, it can't be an hour and a half long, and it can't be full of a bunch of artists that a lot of people haven't heard of or don't At know anything all. about. It. 
Like, and I don't, I don't know if these artists are new or if they've been around. Like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about these people. And I feel yeah. like if I don't listen to them, it's not going to matter because they're not going anywhere. No, I wouldn't even say that. Like, I feel like it's a good platform for new artists to come. But one, I don't think that he should have started the album with people that we don't know that aren't necessarily. That it wasn't like the song. It's one thing to be a great artist and the songs are like pure fire. And that's another thing for the songs to just be like mediocre or like decent and you start the album that way. Like that was my thing when I first played it. It was like I was trying to I was literally even though it was an hour and a half, I was trying to get into it. Like I'm thinking I'm going to at least come across some gems of people who I don't know. But honestly, I was just like, oh, OK, y'all cool, but y'all boring. Like that was the thing. about. I'm not going to lie. Like the album was yeah. kind of boring. But when yes. I did the it was, but when I did the ratings and like I broke it down by like okay the beats and the reduction and the content and lyrics, it was like the content and lyrics wasn't bad. Like that everybody was you know actually talking about something that had a few clever lines. The production wasn't bad, so you couldn't really say that that was bad because it's ninth wonder. But the delivery of it was just the downfall because it was just like. We started this hour and a long half album with some people that we barely know. And even the people that we do barely know, they're not necessarily amazing artists, like where the songs are pure fire. It was just like, oh, okay, cool. For me, the standout song was the song of Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> like the one with Rhapsody and J. Cole. Like that was like the, the best song on the album. Honestly, I, this is it's frustrating because I feel like they're going to mess up. Rhapsody's career by doing stuff like this. You that think song, so? That song with J. Cole needs to be on her album, not just lost in an hour and a half long project. Like that I agree. I agree. And that needs to be like a single. I, and I, honestly, like, I think, I don't know. I don't want to say Rhapsody is with the wrong label because she don't want to, you like, you don't want her to just like abandon Ninth, but at the same time, it's kind of like, all right. You know, they're not taking advantage of the talent that she has to present and presenting it to the world in a way that's marketable. And she's yeah. marketable. Like, I know a lot she of people like when she, well, yeah, for sure. I know a lot of people when she first came out was like, oh, she's not marketable because, you know, she has, con you know, content and she's a conscious rapper or whatever. But she's too good. She's versatile. And I think she's proving herself to be versatile. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of like, all right, she can she can make us she can make a single if she if she had the right recipe, but mm -hmm. she's kind of stuck in that ninth wonder only wants the conscious rappers, bars only, you know. Right, the back right, exactly. The backpackers. We don't really need the hooks, we don't need the radio record. And I get it. Like, I don't think you necessarily um have to be like a radio hit, but I do think that you should be able to be marketable to people. Like she could be the female J. Cole if they let her. But it I don't seems know what like she's <laughs> like, like literally just, what are they doing? They're doing unless they got some fire in the in the wings. It, it, like she had a Grammy nominated album. Like her album. Yeah. Some people argued that it was the album like the the, oh, the best hip-hop album it was it came out the same year as damn so that's that's it's tough going up against kendrick obviously but to be in that conversation where people are like are we sure kendrick's was the best like if if they gave it to rapsy that night people would have been like you know what that's yeah i can i can deal with that there wouldn't have, people weren't burning down the streets you know what i'm saying so no i don't well, no, I think so. I think the general population would have burned down the streets because of the fact that one, Rhapsody is a female, and a lot of people still don't know who she is, even though like the Recording Academy knows who she is. Like mm -hmm. the average listener who listens to the radio don't know who Rhapsody is, and but they know who Kendrick Lamar is because of his radio play. So they would have been like, who is this girl? Like, who is this woman that won this Grammy over Kendrick? And, you know, why did she get it over k or whatever? Uh, but she still would have deserved it very well. Yeah, easy. You know, I mean, and, it, and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing that lazy thing where we only compare female rappers to, fe to other female rappers. But if you look at someone like, say, Cardi B, 
she had a big year 2018 and she followed that up with another with she followed it up with a bunch of features and then she followed it up with her own single that i thought is is pretty solid and Mm -hmm. it's getting radio play and she's still out here working she's still visible Rhapsody had that was like she was that was her time in the spotlight. Like there was a lot of attention on her, and now that that time has passed, we're not really talking about her. Like we talked about her on that J Cole track for a while, but like you said, it's lost in an hour and a half mm-hmm. long project. This should be her song because she is from North Carolina. J Cole is from North Carolina. Ninth Wonders from North Carolina. Like why hasn't this happened sooner? So. Yeah. I, I hope they don't fuck up Rhapsody's career because I watched uh, what is it called? Fuck, uh, it's some like docu series on Netflix. On Netflix, uh, what's it called? Shoot, I forgot. Um, they coming out with a new one. I can't remember what's called, but they pretty much talked to a bunch of rappers. It's just like mini documentaries about these rappers, and Rhapsody's been a rapper for a very long time, and she's kind oh. of been like with ninth wonder she's just been in the basement just like working and yeah. working getting better and better and then they finally tried to you know push her or whatever and now she's finally in the spotlight and it feels like they're choking yeah like, wh- where's oh, the follow-up yeah rapture. it's called rapture yeah, yeah the netflix yeah. series is called rapture yeah and even with that like that whole series really opened my eyes to how how hard she works like yes. she works hard to get to where she can be and I think that she still feels like it's not enough to appease to the masses. I don't even know if she cares to appease to the masses at this point. Maybe she's comfortable being under, you know, that umbrella of ninth and just being like, all right, I'm gonna be in this lane of conscious rappers and that is what it is. And I'm not changing my style to try to get radio play. Which respect for that. Uh, I think that yeah. I think that more so has to do with who she signed with. Yeah. I think if she was signed yeah. with someone else it'd be different. But you know, she's still making good music, so that's that is what it is. But uh Travis Scott started his uh Astro World tour. Um Man. It seems man. It, I I can I can already Astral tell this from the videos, is man. That top. is not what? No, so I, I was saying the just based on how the tour looks, uh that is not a place for me. I got bad Why? knees. It's I got oh. bad knees. Uh they be talking about, like in one of his songs, he was like, "It ain't a mosh pit if there ain't no injuries." I'm like, "I ain't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be there. Like, I'm not trying to get elbowed in the face." Yo, Travis Scott, right? I was gonna say Travis Scott is for that punk rock kid who who wants the mosh pit. I ain't gonna lie, I've been a part of a mosh pit before. Hey, man, I I couldn't hang. I was I was fighting people for real. I mean, you be fighting me for real being in the mosh pit. Man. Yeah, I'm not about that life. I'm I'm but here to enjoy we... a concert. I'm not here to fight you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But can we get into the album though? Top three albums of the year. Top three. To me. Top, Top three. three. Top three. Top three. Because of the versatility of the sounds. Because Travis Scott has a very unique sound where it's like a. Um, it's it's not punk rock, but it's alternative hip hop. I'll say that where it's kind of just that he's not really rapping, but he's kind of rapping, and it's almost like alternative R and B where it just has this new age sound to it. But it's still brought it to the hood, back to Houston. It's like he merged the two perfectly mm-hmm. with this, and I'm just like, yo, the transitions on the album from song to song, the samples the influence from the Southern culture on the lyrics and the samples and the, and the flows, man. It was it was sequenced very nicely. Like it just flowed really, really well. And I enjoyed that. And I also enjoy how how on some of the songs the beat switches up. Sci-Hi um, uh, did that on his his last album where you're listening to the song and then halfway through the beat, you know, shifts or changes or add something or takes it away sicko, i'm just like it is sicko world sicko sicko mode had like three different um yes tracks in one and i when I, I remember when i first heard it i thought i was tripping i was in a car and i heard it and i was like did i just skip a song by accident i'm thinking because i'm like i thought i just heard drake like am i tripping and yeah. i go back and i'm like oh nah like this nigga really got three songs within one song 
Yes. And I was just like blown. I mean, I didn't skip a song on the album. I partially because of the transitions were just so freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but largely because it was just that good of a well-produced album for real. Um, yeah, I mean, Mike Dean executive produced it, so you already knew it was gonna be yes. some fire. You get like, heat with him. I, I, I do think his uh, his actual like rapping and and lyrical content content on this album, mm -hmm. out of between what is it, Birds in the Trap and uh, Rodeo, I feel like this is his best album lyrically. Mm -hmm. like, Agreed. Content wise, um, I, I'm still. Birds in the Trap, though. That's still my album for, for Travis Scott. But I mean, especially like how we were talking about with this Ninth Wonder album, how people don't have like the attention span. Mm -hmm. Sicko Mode is five minutes long. Like that's that's a long song, but when you listen to it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem that long because like you said, it sounds like three different songs mashed into one. So it's like exactly. by the time you're, you're you know, if you're one of those people who has like a short attention span, by the time your your mind starts to shift and go other places, the beat switches. Right. Starts wondering again. Now Drake is here. You know what I'm saying? And then you go and the beat switches again. So it's just it keep he keeps you engaged the whole time. And he was he was really pushing this um, theme park type vibes mm -hmm. to it. And there's a couple songs where you listen to him like, okay, I can see. You know how this is kind of like a roller coaster ride. I can see how this is, you know, mm -hmm. one of those rides where you're just uh, like a, a Ferris wheel, where you're just kind of mm -hmm. chilled out. You know, you go high, you're going down, you see the stars, stuff like that. You know, uh, those rides where you're just uh, riding on a on like a little boat and you're going in a tunnel and it's like kind of glowing. Like the the feelings mm -hmm. and the vibes on this album were like, I, I can totally Perfect. get what trying to go for. Right, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it all makes sense, even from like the promotional advertising standpoint of it, of it yeah. being that theme park with the album cover and everything like that. Like it just makes sense. What I love about the album cover though, is how it's like his head is like spitting out fire. I was just like, that shit is dope. Like he's spinning out fire tracks and he's got the kids in his mouth and he's spinning out fire to the kids. Like it's just so dope. And I just love the concept of it. I just, I wasn't even expecting that influence from just like the Southern hip hop that, I, that I've that i heard, you know what I'm saying? To be able mm -hmm. to to sample Goody Mob and, you know, uh, Kiki, like all these other Southern artists. It's like, dang, like, this nigga's really dope. He's not just some new age rapper that didn't do his homework on history, which I appreciate, obviously, coming from a hip hop snob. Like, do your home, like, especially these new artists, like, do your homework before you go start making music. Who is from your region that you can pull influences from and make it into your own? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, top three. The vibe is perfect. It's you definitely just out. got the club rack, club records too. Like it's perfect. Yes, man. he's got it. Like, and that's when you when you talk about like what he's doing sonically and looking at what he's doing for his tour, his album cover, the visuals for for some of the videos or for some of the songs. Like mm -hmm. that that that's why I put him up there, or that's why I put him above artists like Young Thug, when people are like, oh, Young Thug is so influential, whatever, whatever, he's he's the one. Like, I right. just don't see it with him. With Travis Scott, I can hear it, I can see it. You can feel it with him. Yeah. I'm just like, this is the guy we should be talking about. Like, he's the yeah. he's the one that's like that, kind of that bridge from, you know, like, I don't want to say like mumble rappers, but the new age rappers, and then some of the older, old school heads like you who like, okay, did you did you do your research on your region? Do you know about, you know, the, the screwed error stuff like that? Like he's right. that bridge, like he's that middle ground for, to bring the old and the, and the, and the young, um, to the, to the music. So Travis Scott is, he, he's the one for me, man. Like he's, he's fucking Neo. <laughs> like, right. That's what he is in my opinion. But, uh, speaking of, speaking of visuals, an artist that Travis Scott has worked with frequently, is one Kanye West and <laughs> Kanye West and, and Kid Cudi. They went to um, I can't even. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce where they went to, but they performed um, live together. 
Um, did you did you see what what they did? I saw snippets of it, and I was just kind. Of, I was I don't know. Well, for for I those kind of over it. For those who didn't see what it was, it was essentially they were hovering above the crowd in a rectangular um, glass case, and behind them was like a screen. And and from what I saw visually, it looks pretty cool. Like they had like the, the the way the colors are for the album. If you remember, it's like that that warm pink, and uh, they had like some kind of. I guess smoke from the pyrotechnics kind of behind it, the yellow and the whites, and then with the the rectangle in front of it is clear, and you can just see like the two silhouettes. Visually, it looks mm -hmm. great, and it and it reminds me of the uh, the Life of Pablo tour where he was you know yeah. just on a on a floating stage right above the crowd, and this one seems a little bit higher. Um, I, say what you will about the actual of, performance, though. Like, did you see him dancing? That's yeah, that's kind of what took me out. Yeah, that, but that, that, ain't it. that ain't it. I, I, I love the stage set. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I love the stage set. I think the the thing is called Camp Nah or something like that. It was a, a festival that a bunch of artists had performed at over the weekend. But okay. I love the stage set. Like you said, it definitely reminds it matched with the album cover, everything. Look but just like it. It does, but the uh, theatrics with it, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, I, I wasn't a super fan of what Kanye West was doing as far as like what he was doing, like dancing wise. Hey, but, yo. But I mean, say, say what you will about all the antics about Kanye West, but when it's when it's time to like put on a show, as far as what the set looks like, what the, what, it's, what yeah. it feels like, what it sounds like, I mean, and and it helps. You know, living in the age that we live in, that you have a lot of more like technology and information, and and you know, studio whatever. His shows are incredible to watch, like in person and watching like on your phone or on TV or whatever. Like he's mm -hmm. he's gonna push the boundaries of what it is to be a live performer, like him, Beyonce. I feel like they're the the two best at um, doing that, and I'm not saying that just because I've seen both of them live. I'm just saying I think that's what it is. I think they're the best. I love Kanye West's um, idea for his stage setup and everything like that. But I did hear that he stole the stage from Lord. Um, mm. She was saying that that they took the idea from her um, her setup from Coachella this year, which I don't know. I, I don't think it was that much different than like I don't think her, the concept was too hard to come up with. Um, nice. Especially considering what he did on his previous tour, it wasn't that far. It wasn't that much different from what he did previously. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what it was getting up from, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I hate Kanye. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody hates Kanye. Yeah, everybody hates Kanye. But I, but that was kind of really what I, what I got from the performance was kind of overshadowed by Kanye's crazy, crazy dancing, and then Lord coming out talking about they stole the concept from her. So. I don't know, but I thought it was cool. I thought the overall festival was cool, honestly. Um, mm. I thought it was interesting with the whole <laughs> fuck Drake thing from Pusha T, because that was at the, the same event is where that happened at too. So mm. um, I did watch it that night. I think it was Saturday night or something like that. I tried to watch it. It was a few acts in there that I didn't recognize, but I think it was cool overall. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing to come out of uh, this performance by Kid See Ghost is that uh, I guess it, it had been a while since kind of had performed and um, he pretty much said mm -hmm. that based on how we felt about that performance and maybe he was inspired or he just didn't feel like he was up to par, but he said he's pushing Yande back and it's not, he's not going to give a release date for it until it's done, which is what I thought most artists did and it's yeah. a great, it's, it's a it's a great concept. Like, who would have thought? Like, when you're done with your album, give people a release date. Who would have thought to ever do that? That's, yeah. that's that's innovation. That's genius, right there. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I I do wonder his motives for why he's changing the album date. Like, I don't know if it was really that performance, or if it was one because it's really not ready yet. Because he ain't been ready for albums no time this year. He's yes. been late every single time. Um, or is it has it been the backlash that he's been getting from his recent political stance? Because some of the his single music that he's been putting out has been had kind of had that political undertone. And now that he's kind of taken a step back from that stance and back from that space, 
um, I feel like he might be trying to change his content to be more in line with what his quote unquote fans want to see. I feel like he's just switching it back up so that he can get his sales back up. I ain't gonna even lie. Like I feel like he went to Africa and was like, all right, I gotta switch it up because niggas ain't really messing with what I gotta say right mm-hmm. now. As far as Trump, you can't you you can't really believe Kanye, man. You don't know what what goes on in his head for why he do stuff. <laughs> it, it is hard to really. It is. It's hard to be a Kanye fan. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, and I'm and I remember when we first started this podcast, like Triples had asked us, like, what does Kanye have to do for us to like? <laughs> For us to cancel him, granted, I'm still not canceling him. Like, I'm still listening to his music, the, the music that I, that I deem is good. But it's hard to just be like, for to look over the antics to get past it. Because for so long, you just try to not think about it and just enjoy the music. It's just like, I don't know, just tripping. That's but, usually where I try to. I try to live in that area where it's just like, all right, let me just listen to what the, what he's presenting but, to me, and not go through all the the tweets and the IG stories and the gossip stuff. Like, let me just try to stay away from that. I just be trying to figure out, like, where did he go wrong? It was a point where everybody loved Kanye, and I'm just like, at what point did we just stop? I mean, at him? the point where I think the point where every well, actually, you know what? I don't know if everybody liked him. Like coming out the gate, like you remember, how he was he was super cocky at the Grammys, yeah. super arrogant. I mean, it's different because there wasn't Twitter back then, so it's kind of it's a little it's a little revisionist. I think yeah. a majority of the people like Kanye West when he first came out, but the more successful he got, the more honest he got, the more brazen he got, the more out there he got. More people were like, yeah, right. we, could have, we could obviously have like an entire episode on Kanye right. West and just his career, but um, we're, we're, let's let's move on to the um to the roses segment um just it'll be real quick one of these um the artists that we're going to give our roses to today is going to go to one half of what i think is a top 10 hip-hop rap group and that is bun b hey i feel like he is kind of in the same he is viewed in the same vein as uh, Big Boy, where he's not as, you know, uh, out there as his counterpart Pimp C was. But if you look through his discography, he's been putting in a ton of work in, in rap music. He's been rapping for over 20 years at a pretty high, high level. He actually did release an album this year mm-hmm. that was uh, produced by Big Crit called Return of the True. And it's actually really good. That's a solid album for 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 someone that's been rapping as long as he has. And I, I listened to it and I was like, why isn't this getting more attention? And it's it's that thing in hip hop where we're just like, oh well, he's a fifty year old grandpa. I'm not All trying, right. to, listen, I'm not trying Bum, to listen to you. Bumby don't do what Bumby does. I mean, I will yeah. say that is that his sound is consistent as a lot of southern artists' sounds are, unless kind of going off the, the younger generation, but like most of the younger, I mean, the older OGs of the South keep the same, keep the same tune for the most part. And it's just like, I think what messes him up is the whole trill uh, verbiage when it comes to his album, because people kind of might get lost as far as like, oh, I thought he already came out with a trill album or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really know if it's new or if it's old, or whatever, but I agree. It's well, it's probably one of the more slept on albums of 2018. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Easily um, slept on. Easily slept oh, yeah. on. But yeah, um, he, he's been involved in some of the uh he's been in he's been a part of big moments in hip hop. Like if you go back to I'm not gonna I don't remember what year it was, but when UGK was on the verse with uh Jay-Z on Big Pimpin, mm-hmm. like that that might have been the last time jay-z like took a risk with his music like because jay-z was a new york artist and at that point as hard as it is to believe now like it was hard for you know new york artists to work with southern artists and Mm. they were ugk was relatively unknown to the to the mainstream at that point so that was a risk by jay-z and 
UGK took that opportunity and they ran with it and they became, well, they didn't become so big because they were already big in Texas, which is, right. if you're big in Texas, you're good for life. Um, but they were, they were influential. They've rapped with some of the biggest artists out there. Like Bum B has a, a song with Beyonce. They were both on uh, International Players, Players Anthem, which is an iconic song. So when we talk about iconic moments in hip hop, that is one of them. Big Pimpin' is another one. So Roses, Bum B, respect the man. He's an OG in the game, so you gotta do that. But yeah. uh, so for the, this is gonna be our last, sort of last topic. <laughs> It kind of goes into the vein of uh, how we were talking about um, the Ninth Wonder. It's kind of a collaborative album. Um, what are what are your top three? I guess label um, compilation albums that that you would mm. put out there. See, I was thinking about that, and I'm definitely putting Watch the Throne. Ooh, out are, there. Are we counting? We're counting that one. That's just two. Uh, okay, let's see. Oh, okay, all right. It's got to be right. more. It's got to be more than two people. How about that? It's got to be more than all two. Right. People. I love the one. Um, I forget the the Bad Boy compilation album. Mm. Um, uh, what is that one? I can't remember what the name is. Um, I have to think of the name later. Um, uh, uh, Rough Riders, Ride or Die, Volume One, definitely. Um. Cause that joint was just so fire. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, are we talking about all time? Personal this is preference. hard. Personal preference. This is hard. Um, let me see. I'm kind of going. I'm I'm googling uh, compilation albums right now. All right. Well, if I had to give. My three, I'm going to go with, I'm probably going to show my age because a lot of these aren't like, well, there's only one older one, but um, I'm going to go with Cruel Summer, the uh, good music compilation album. I really uh, enjoyed that okay. one. I'm going to go with uh, Beg for Mercy from G-Unit. I feel like I've, I've said what I had to say about G-Unit and what they could have been. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if this one's going to count, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Chronic 2001. I feel like that's a compilation album because it's a lot of uh, artists on there. I don't think so. I don't think that's technically considered ah. a compilation. Nah, you can't go. You can't get away. There's with so many. D- uh, all right. Well. Uh, right. Yeah. It's it's hard to like decipher a compilation album because like Ti's album, latest album, for example, isn't technically a compilation album, but it's got a whole bunch of niggas on it. Um, yeah. So that's what was for me because I'm like, damn, I kind of want to put. Honestly, Watch the Throne is definitely up there. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to change the rules. We're going to go with Watch the Throne. Because oh, that's yeah, online yeah. too. Then. I'm yeah. Go with Watch the Throne. <laughs> yeah, well, Watch the Throne is like, probably one of the best collab albums, compilation albums, whatever. Um, yeah, so we got Bad Boy, whatever their anniversary album was. I, I, I really love that one. And then I'm definitely going with Rough Riders. I don't know what I want for the last one, but I'm going to just do an honorable mention for, um, for Watch the Throne. And then I might do... I might have to think of another one later. Um, I'm trying to think. Has um, TDE hasn't technically come out with a compilation no, album, no, right? And, okay. And they, no, Cash they money. Right, right. Not the soundtrack doesn't count. No, I'm not counting that. No, no, you can't count that one. Yeah, that's what I got. And and and, uh, and Jay Z and Damon and them. Never had a compilation album for Rockefeller. No, technically, not technically. No, yeah, not technically. So, so yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, uh, so if if you had to put together your own like collective, like a almost like a, a super group of sorts, like you could have two rappers, one female rapper, and an R and B artist. What would your what would your dream team look like if you had to fill it out? For one female artist, one singer, and one male rapper? Uh two rappers. You can have two rappers. Okay. And one female rapper. So three rappers in, in total. 
I'm going to say dream team. I'm going to say Missy Timlin and Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been done before. I wonder if they if they ever hey. got together. I wonder what kind of music they yeah. would make. They got to be, be, be current, though. Current, current artists. Current? What? Current okay, artists. you just say that. All right, you current. just say that. Okay. Current artists. All right. Honestly, I like the J. Cole and Rhapsody back and forth. Um, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar is so cliche. So that's, yes, that's I mean, it is. I, it is super cliche. And I think it's been done before. I mean, not done before, but I mean, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of a singer for something like that. I I think um, a J. Cole Rhapsody and maybe an Erica Badu. Mm. That might be a good collaboration. That might be a, a good group. You can have one more rapper. I got one more rapper? Okay. Um, one more rapper, one more rapper. And that particular mix. Um, hmm. J. Cole, Erica Badu, and Rhapsody would sound good with. Hmm. She's got to be a conscious rapper. I honestly, I think that might sound good with Fonte okay. from Little Brother. Right. Um, I guess for, I, for this, it's almost like you're you're putting together an album, so you can kind of mix and match them. Like you, you you'll have yeah. you know, the the two rappers on a song. You'll have the R&B on the R&B artist on one song with maybe a rap feature, maybe right. the, all three of the rappers with the R&B artists on the hook, stuff like that. Like they don't yeah. all have to be on every song together. All right. And I think I say that because they're all from North Carolina. So I think their sounds sound good together. That like, does help, that does help. Yeah. And then uh, Eric Badu kind of gives it that funk, like that jazz feel to it, which I think all three of those artists thrive very well off of. So, yeah. What about you? Uh, I felt like this was pretty. This was pretty easy for me. Um, I feel like my group is going to get a lot of attention, and it's, <laughs> and it's going to make a lot of money. But okay. the the content will will be there because all these artists have proven that they can do that. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kendrick. Okay. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Oh God. I'm gonna go with Nicki Minaj, Big Crit, and Janelle what? Monae. Janelle Monae. What? I feel like I have I have every coast covered. I got my West Coast oh. rapper. I got my New York rapper. I got my oh, Southern God. rapper. Then I have a a female singer who vocally can give it to you who can give it to you on the instruments and if she wanted to she could give it to you lyrically like as far as rapping like she can do that and they all have um well i don't want to say yeah yeah I, I feel like they all have pretty strong personalities that sounds like a horrible group <laughs> oh my uh, god oh yes all right no i take that back okay so okay so Kendrick Lamar, Nicki minaj and who else big crib Big crit. You want to hear? I'm telling you, want to hear? You want to hear Nicki Minaj and Kendrick on the same? Nicki, song. okay, you know so you that I can get that. You I can want get to hear Nikki, it. Nicki and Kendrick on the song might actually sound decent. I don't know how Big Crit falls into that though. I don't know how he falls into that like, sound. Maybe a Kendrick and Big Crit song, but I don't know about Big Crit and Nicki. Like that's yeah, the thing. That, it's that that one's a bit of a wild card when it comes. That to is definitely people. a wild card. Uh, Who's the, the singer? Janelle Monae. Janelle Monet. See, Nikki and Janelle, perfect. Kendrick and Nikki, good. Maybe Janelle and Big Crit, maybe. Janelle yeah, and Kendrick, work. maybe. Like a maybe a Janelle, Kendrick, and Big Crit. Maybe. Crit, crit, crit and Nikki is, is, is gonna be it's gonna be tough. And we might not be able to make that one work. And I can I can accept that. But yeah, that, I can, that's but I, I guess for me with what, what I'm trying to do with this group is I would I'm trying to uplift, I guess, Big Crit here. Like I feel like yeah. Big Crit is on that level lyrically as Kendrick Lamar. And oh, yeah. you put you put Big Crit next to Kendrick and Nicki Minaj, you're gonna get a lot of eyes on him. And I feel Listen. like he would step up to the plate. Listen, 
Big Crit is so underrated. It's, it's offensive. It's, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is so offensive. And I just, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get how people not love him. He's so good. He's so good, and he performs so phenomenally. Like, oh, yes. it makes me so mad that people don't give Big Crit the credit he deserves. I used to have the biggest crush on him mm. in college. Like, I, I, honestly, what, what I my theory is is that uh, Big Crit has that uh, Carmelo Anthony syndrome. <laughs> not not in the sense that he's like a quote unquote selfish player, but Carmelo Anthony came to the league with Dwayne Wade, uh, LeBron James, nah, Chris, he did Chris, come. And, and Chris Bosh. Now, all three in Darko Milicic. Now, he wasn't great, but all three, all four of those players won championships. And Melo never won one. And he's kind of bounced around from team to team, never really had that great of success. He had, you know, a few pops here and there, but. Big Crit came up with the likes of like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, Drake, all these other artists that kind of blew up way bigger than him. And he just kind of, I don't want to say he got left behind, but it's hard for him to get the visibility that they get when there's so many of them in his quote unquote draft class. And he's out there. He's out there. He's out there getting buckets. I'll tell you that. <laughs> He is though, and I mean, he's not—he's not going hungry. Of course, he's no. definitely out here performing and touring and putting out phenomenal music. And you know, real G's in the game definitely respect him and give him his credit. It's just the masses, but whatever. I mean, popularity is only as good as you can tweet. So, whatever. You can't put too much into popular opinion on. On, on music, but man, man, Big Crit is so underrated. So I give you props for that, for just trying to, you know, big him up. Shout I out to Crit. He, he definitely deserves it. He's, he does. He's awesome. Um, he does. So if you're if you're listening right now, uh, put together your dream team of current artists, two rappers, including one female rapper, an R&B singer, and tell us what your group or collective would be and you know we'll have a discussion about it see who has the best one right you know i mean you could easily go with like you know like drake and you know a lot of the popular oh, artists you don't want to hear drake i don't want to <laughs> i don't i really don't like i'm, I'm gonna go with I'm drake gonna... drake lil wayne Nicki minaj and uh chris brown they've never I... got music together listen <laughs> i just nah i'm straight i'm straight um all right so i i i know tribbles is here so i get the pleasure of uh kind of filling in for her as far as the what's in a crate and i'm super happy and excited to do that this week um because i don't know if i've mentioned on the podcast before but i actually manage an r&b artist by the name of ballad and you can find him on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that jazz. Um, he's a very eclectic artist. So he has kind of that new age syrupy R&B sound, but he's got kind of a funk jazz feel to him in certain instances. Um, I've heard that people, all right, when I say this, like take it with a grain of salt, like, by all means, all respect to Michael Jackson, but a lot of people will say that he kind of reminds them of him with Oof. his voice. And Oof. I know that's a, that's a very high standard to have, but I think it's the way that he delivers his songs and the tone and tempo of his voice because he kind of has like a nasally kind of sound to him. But he's good, though. I mean, his he writes his own songs. He's kind of got the up-tempo you know, beat, dance kind of feel to them. I recommend starting off with Jasmine, which is a very up-tempo um, beat, you know, song. Like I said, he, ha he has that, um, and he also has a falsetto voice. He kind of he goes in and out between alto and falsetto, if, you, if anybody knows what that means. But so when I first heard him, I, I I thought of Maxwell because of the song that I had heard him on. I was like, oh man, he's got this falsetto, like really drawn out Maxwell, like high pitched voice. But then he kind of switches off into his uh, Michael Jackson ish kind of sound as well. So it's a mix. You can definitely tell he's got some old school influence, but with a new age sound. 
he's the kind of person that you might hear him on Insecure. He's kind of that way. An artist that he would sound great with in today's world is Nao. So if you're familiar with the artist Nao of how eclectic her voices and her sounds, like her song sounds like something he would write. I I actually tell him this all the time. Um, So if you, again, start off with Jasmine, he's still growing, he's still developing, you know, new sounds, he's still getting better. Um, but definitely check him out and let me know what you think. I think he's always looking for feedback, always looking to grow and improve. We're working on a new video for a new song he's got coming out. So you'll be hearing new music soon over the next couple months to see and hear his growth. So I'm really excited. Um, I can't believe I've never brought him to the forefront before, but I'm excited to do that today. Um, so yeah, check him out. Ballad. It makes sense. He writes ballads. He sings. He, you know, he's got a Maxwell look to him. So it works. I like it. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool. Well, and that's gonna wrap up episode three of the Nameless Music Podcast. Um give us a uh subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Uh Sai, you got any shout-outs? Oh, let me think. Shout out to my parents who've been listening to this. They they actually said that I <laughs> I curse a lot, so I'm trying to trying to contain the vulgar language. Besides, my parents are listening. You did better um, this week. You did better. I did. I did do better this week, y'all. I was trying. I was trying really hard to you know get get it together for the parents. But uh, nah, shout out to them. Um, and I'm there in Jerusalem right now, kicking it. So Oof. they're having a good time. I know. They fancy fancy. They fancy, fancy. So. <laughs> for sure. Well, um, we'll definitely we'll shout out uh, Tribbles. Uh, hopefully, she'll be back for the uh, for episode four. Yeah, super shout out to Tribbles. Um, but um, I'll just uh, give a shout out to one Jill Scott. The mic was getting the business. The mic was hot. So all right, <laughs> that's that's all we got for y'all today. Literally. <laughs> I Did you see that. her come back? She was like, yo, if y'all see her, Jill Scott's come back, it was like, yeah, you should come to my show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm willing to buy some tickets, honestly. So, you know, it hey, is what it is. Oh, I don't know what I've been missing this whole time. Yo, shout out to Jill Scott. Can we do this again? Like, shout out to Jill Scott. Like, she, she's my inner, she's my inner spirit animal. <laughs> Facts. All right. So, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time for uh, episode four. Peace. For sure.